welcome to another episode of Health Shift. This is my podcast that helps to bridge the gap between conventional modalities and ancient healing for complete mind, body, and spirit well-being. My goal here is to help you make a shift. And please note that these discussions are not medical advice and nor should they be used in place of medical assessments and treatments. So let's get started. Today, I'd like to, ri- I'd like to welcome Dr. Richard Chen. Dr. Chen is an integrative family physician who helps people recover their health from the ground up using innovative techniques such as genetics, lasers, acupuncture, and homeopathy. He's certified in functional medicine, nutrigenetics, acupuncture, homeopathy, and herbalism. And I had the pleasure of actually working with Richard years ago at an integrative clinic in Boston. And I know firsthand that he's not only brilliant, but also shows such empathy and kindness in his work. So welcome, Dr. Chen. Thank you very much for having me on the podcast. You are so welcome. So I always like to start off and find out people's story. Like, where did you start and how did you get to where you are today? Sure. Um, I, I think my, my story is a little bit different because uh, it fits, fits pretty well with my personality because I came into integrative medicine because I liked food. And so I, I liked food. So I took a course called Food as Medicine. And that was in Washington, D.C. And after I took that, I got exposed to functional medicine. And after that, I, I got certified in functional medicine. And after that, I got sick. <laughs> but then, and then, and then, then I kept on learning after that and started learning more different fields of medicine because it's, the more I learned, the more I wanted to know about how the body works. And, you know, uh, it, it's, it's really, really, I, I love learning about how the body works and how, how to make people better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. And so what are some of the obstacles that you've that have gotten in your way being traditionally trained as a physician, but then really kind of looking into all of these other, you know, what we call integrative or alternative techniques, which are really not alternative, but they're ancient? Yeah, in terms of like, obstacles in terms of, you know, I, I think the, the Western allopathic medicine has a role. Um, but I think I've, I've learned to realize that, you know, it, it's great for, you know, people who are acutely sick or for uh, acute musculoskeletal problems there have injuries but the other other styles of medicine have quite a lot to offer and i think once i had to get past that you know this is not alternative this is just integrative this is just you know being being more listening to the to the science listen to the traditions and and, and and following what works and don't be just guided by well this is what's supposed to work and this is what the guidelines say well the guidelines say one thing but what if there's other things out there that can be better, perhaps? So, mm, interesting, yeah. And so, tell us a little bit about your assessment and your style. So, when a patient comes to you, um, how do you begin to assess them? Well, I mean, I, I think the, the first thing would, I always say is like, well, a lot of times people are very interested in laboratories. But I would say, as we learn in medical school, the history is the most important thing. Mm. And so, for me, the the story, having that finding out what's happened with the person over the lifetime. That's the most important thing that a person can to, to help me figure out, because the more I know about what happened to them in their lifetime, I have an idea of what issues may be going on there. Once I sort of figure out the uh, get the history and have a possibility of different issues going on there, uh, whether it could be different organ systems or it could be spiritual or it could be or mental or uh, any other issues there uh, or physical, then I sort of um, I use a, a bioenergetics to sort of like uh, to to further delineate what issues are going on there. Because there's a lot of possibilities. I mean, or, or there's possibilities when I see somebody 
but you could not want to go down all those routes because that'd be a lot of possibilities. And mm -hmm. so I use bioenergetics to sort of like you know, further make the uh, possibilities less so that I don't have to chase down so many different leads. I can use laboratories as needed to figure things out. But I think, you know, it's, but the bioenergetics is, a, is very, really, I think I've, I've been adding that in the last year or so, and it's been amazing. It's been amazing. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit more about bioenergetics. You know, what is it and how do you execute that in a session with a patient? So, I mean, I, I learned this from a, 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 a naturopath, Dr. Louise Hayward, uh, who, who used to be up in North California. She had a, a, a DVD series, but um, it's more like, a, you know, what I do is like, I, it's using like um, our connective tissue. Our, our bodies change when they get exposed to different things. I mean, I, I would say like, you know, for me, my health story is like I, I had food poisoning 10 years ago. And after that, I developed multiple food intolerances. And the way I describe that is, you know, that those that food poisoning tipped my body over the edge. And so when I do bioenergetics, I can check my adrenals and it shows that my adrenals are off compared to the rest of my body. And so that's, you know, that's a objective view saying that my that, that there, there's something off with my system and the bioenergetics sort of helped me uh, help sort of like objectify to me or in a visual way what is going on and so that's what's that that's what i do is like so if i if i if i think something's off say somebody somebody has issues in terms of their gut maybe they have yeast overgrowth i can check their gut and see what how much the issue is with the bioenergetics you can sort of figure out whether how much whether there is an issue in that specific organ system, but also you can figure out the severity of that uh, of that issue. And so you sort of can prioritize the different issues because most people have multiple health issues and you can't deal with all of them at one time. And you have to figure out which one you want to deal with first, because if you do the wrong one in the right in the wrong order, then it doesn't give as much result as you'd want to and stuff. So sure, sure. Yes. So with bioenergetics, are you actually palpating or feeling energy or is it more of a questionnaire type of a system that you would use with people? It's more of a it's more of a, a palpation. Uh, I mean, hmm. in terms of like, you know, I, like for like if I if I have an adrenal issue, I, I can touch my adrenals and I can check my body and, and see that it's changed. And that's the same thing I can do for other people. I mean, like, I, 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 it's, it's better when it's done in person. So if somebody comes and see me in an initial visit, I would sort of Go through go through the history, figure out what I think is going on there, and then you know I could sort of like you know do I can do a regular regular allopathic exam, but then I can also do a, a bioenergetic exam and sort of see where their system, which systems are off, and it's it's it, it, interesting. Most times the bioenergetic exam fits what I, what I think what is going on, but sometimes I'm surprised by what the bioenergetic exam shows, what, what I didn't expect, and that's that's the that's mm. the. Uh, that's the that's the great thing because it's not it's not influenced by what I think it's by influenced by what the body is telling me and because uh -huh. I mean, that that because if, if they if I'm if I have a, a assessment but their body tells me something else I believe their their body's assessment in general. So. Sure, sure, that's that's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, um, you know, and when I think about uh, sim it may be similar but different, but in terms of like even like craniosacral work, you know, things that are just very light touch. But the practitioner is just so um, in tune with being able to tell what's going on in the patient's body, which is fascinating. No, yeah, yeah I, I, I've had craniosacral, and but I think the, all, all the I think the more I do this, I think all the the body work stuff is is is, is just amazing, and that what what it can do and be 
in touch with the uh, the body's uh, intelligence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And so, what's that been like during COVID for you uh, with the bioenergetics? Um, you know, I, I you know, I, 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 I can, I, most people, if they're, if they're new people and they're sort of, they have a low risk for COVID, either they've had the COVID vaccine or, you know, through questionnaires or through other tools I have, I can sort of figure out whether they have low risk for COVID. Um, so I, I see people, I can see people in the office, mm-hmm. um, probably more people who are more closer by if they're further away, that, that, that doesn't make sense for them to come in to see me in person, unless there are some modalities that, that I can use that could be quite helpful for them. So in general, I would say I can do this more uh, in, uh, I, I do this more of an in-person in terms of using the bioenergetics for in-person. Sure. Um, I think, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you also mentioned that you've been using lasers. So tell us about um, your experience with using laser therapy. Yeah, that, that's been really, really, uh, that's been really cool. I mean, these are like the regular pen lasers. These are, these are not like, you know, you know, professional quality thing, because I was trying to make this now, I, I come from a community health center background, and I think that's mm-hmm. always stuck with me that I want to make, you know, therapies cost effective. Sure. And it, 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 it's good that it works, but if it costs, you know, thousands of dollars, who can, who can afford that? And so that's not really what I'm aiming for. So I was like, well, what can I do with the with that with something that works, but not make it really really expensive? And so I started using lasers more because I there was a a, a method of a laser detox invented by Dr. Laser by Lee Cowden, and I used that there. Um, and then once I had that, and it's like, and then I used that for a, a form of detox, and through I, I modified that there and stuff. But I would sorry to make it more um, more user friendly as well as make it more cost effective. And then when I had the laser, it's like, well, you know, I have this experience with the acupuncture. Why don't I, why don't I use it with the with the acupuncture points? And so my first patient always is myself, because <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I don't know what it's like, I'm not going to give it to anybody else. Sure. And so, you know, I, I mentioned that, you know, 10 years ago, I had the food poisoning. So after that, my adrenals have always been off. And those were my the kidney meridian in Chinese medicine. And so what I did is I did and I did, you know, I did, you know, needles, you know, for like months and a couple of weeks, a couple of times a week, three times a week for a month or so. And I was like, yeah, I, I didn't see a result and I didn't feel a result there. But then I didn't have the bioenergetics before too. And this, but when I got the, with the lasers, I did the, um, I did acupuncture myself using lasers. And then I have bioenergetics to sort of, um, as an indicator. And what I, re- what I realized is that the acupuncture, laser acupuncture made things better and it less kept, it lasted longer than like it lasted for like a month for me. I was like, wow, here's, I do it for less time it doesn't, it's less invasive and I had better results. So I was like, wow, that's good. And so I've seen, you know, the people who are more, as they get more sick, they become more energy sensitive. And so they respond really well to lasers. So, I mean, I just saw one today, like, you know, she comes in for a periodic chinch for tune up for laser acupuncture and her kidney meridian, the, the adrenals get off. And what I do is I sort of tune up her adrenals using the, the laser acupuncture and, and she's, she, she feels it because she's so energy sensitive. Um, but it, it, I, I, I mean, lasers are like part of what I do these days because that's I do it. So I use it from like acupuncture to to neurotherapy to detox. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty cool. So. That's amazing. So with the lasers, because uh, I've I've uh, tried laser in the past myself. Um, with the lasers, do you use certain acupuncture points for laser, or is there a specific sort of map, shall we say, in terms of you know where you would actually point the laser at? 
Well, it, it, it's, it's combination. I, I guess the reason that I like this is like sort of, it sort of uses all the toolboxes that I have at this point there, because you know it's, it's my knowledge of the acupuncture meridians and acupuncture points. That's one aspect there too. But then also the, the bioenergetics helps me clue it in what's going on there, because you mean I can't treat everybody's acupuncture points because that would be too many. But if I sort of like you know I, I, they tell me their specific issues, you know, neurotherapy to me is you know acupuncture using you know either injectable. Uh, uh, procaine or, or or lasers, and so so in, in some ways neurotherapy is acupuncture too, and so I just use different modalities depending on the, what the person needs, whether it's either whether it's uh, in, injectable uh, anesthetic or top or whatever, or or is it more lasers, and so it, it's using the knowledge of the Chinese medicine as well as bioenergetics and figure out where do I where do I do things basically, so. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so interesting. So, in terms of your assessment, um, or actually, even in terms of your client base, what's the most common theme that you're actually seeing with people these days? Mm, can you clarify more in terms of what, what kind of issue, or what, what, kind of, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. What would you? Is there a common theme around particular issues? People that come to you for you know a certain set of things that seem to be somewhat similar. Well, you know, I, I think in the, uh, uh, um, the, the, I have the, the model is interesting because the model explains all chronic disease. So what I think what what what's common among the people I see is they haven't gotten better. That, that's why they didn't see me. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I see people who had like, you know, you know, eczema for the last three years and they're in their 60s and they've never had it before or people who have had reactions to COVID vaccines or people who had uh, who had issues after COVID. So the commonality is that they are all, they're all they have different presentations, but I think they're all different in terms of like they're not getting better. I mean that what I what I do see is that as people get sicker, they actually get more emotionally sensitive. Mm. And so so a lot of people I have like I mean I would say eighty percent of my population is empaths. I mean they're 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 all of them are very sensitive to to emotions and some of them are too overly sensitive perhaps. And so that's, and then, but I, my model sort of explains why that is. And so I've, I've gotten people better so that they're either they lessen the, the issues that affect their emotional sensitivity because too, too overly sensitive emotionally wise is not a good thing. I mean, like everything, there's like a spec, you know, there's a, there's like a range of how much you want and too little is not good. Too much is not good. You want just, just the right amount there and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. So for our audience, because many of them will, won't quite understand what an empath is, tell us a little bit more about who an who an empath is. Yeah. So an empath is somebody who's very just very emotionally sensitive to other people. So mm -hmm. you know, when they walk into a room, they can they can feel the emotions over, around them. And, and like you know, they're like, oh, this is a good room. This is a bad room. I feel hostility there. Um, and so they're they're. I think they're. I would sort of say this is not based on my experience, but I just think taking take care of so many people who are classified them as empaths. There, it's easier for them to feel other people's emotions than feel their own emotions, mm. and so they usually feel their other people's emotions, and they don't really have a sense of what they're feeling because they're they're still clued into other people's emotions that they really don't know sure what they're what they're feeling or whether with what they're feeling is good or but because they're so used to feeling other people's emotions there perhaps so sure sure yeah so you're using energy medicine various forms of energy medicine to help actually sort of support boundary setting for them 
Um, do you also talk about that with them? Sort of like more on that, what you would call almost the, uh, the, the mental health or the emotional uh, arena? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think I'm, I'm an amateur counselor. You know, I, I, I've gone through <laughs> my share of, a, uh, of a personal traumas too, and I've grown from that there. So I, I, I have an interest in that, but whether I'm good enough to be a counselor, I think to me, it's like, you know, you know I go over the basics in terms of taking care of yourself. I mean, a lot of people, I, I see that people have more, they have more, especially empaths, they want to take care of others and it's easier to take care of others than take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's especially, you know, mothers, I mean, they, if they're like, they're used to taking care of others and, and they, they, it's a good thing to take care of others, but if you don't take care of yourself at the same time, then you're, you're sacrificing yourself in some ways. So. Sure. Absolutely. So I have a, so I have my, I would say I'm an, I'm an amateur counselor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I do remember, you know, I do remember when we worked together that, again, your your empathic way was so um, comforting, because I think that's something that's really missing in medicine these days. You know, I'm frequently talking with my clients to help to support them in terms of how they establish um, a positive relationship with their clinicians, because, you know, medicine's changed quite a bit. And especially with the whole COVID business, you know, yeah, I'm always yeah. educating people around the fact that, you know, the poor doctors, most of them don't know Zoom or didn't really understand telehealth. And so there's that whole other, you know, dimension that goes into healthcare. No, I, th I think the, the, the primary skill I, I bring to my, uh, off my, to my visit, patient visit is the skill of listening. Because yeah. I think if I, if I couldn't listen or if I don't listen well, then I, I, don't, I, get, I don't get the answer. <laughs> so that, that's the main thing I can offer. I mean, I, mean, I, I have that and my knowledge that too. But if I can't listen, I can't use anything else I do because that's the primary thing I can offer first. So. Yes, yes, yeah. So, you know, energy, bioenergetics, laser, all of these things are basically sort of unseen medicine. It's not like you can, you know, touch it and see it and all of that. So you're basically kind of feeling it. Um, you're also, again, in the presence of the patient and kind of feeling their energy field. So tell, tell me a little bit about how you use energy fields. So I would sort of say it's like, you know, it, it, for, for people, I, I try to make it more real because it's more like you can't, I mean, if I talk about electricity, they're like, okay, well, that's electricity, but I, I, can't, I can't see electricity. So I try to make it more uh, a, a, a objective view. So like, so I, did, would, would it be helpful to, ex, ex, to show to you or how, how, what's the best way for me to describe it to you or show it to you and stuff? So just describe it to me because our listeners will be hearing it on the podcast. They won't be seeing it, unfortunately. Uh, okay, right. okay, okay, yeah. okay. So I would sort of say, so, you know, my, my, what, what I would say is that, so I, I give an example of like, so my, my main health issue is my, my adrenals, so that they were affected by the uh, food poisoning 10 years ago. So for myself, the issues and part of my, my the wheel of health model is like, you know, I, I check the mental, dental, you know, your hormonal, the thyroid, the gut, and the, uh, the adrenals. So if I check the different issues, if I use my arms and touch my, my use my, my hands and touch my mind, uh, you know, on, on that, which is like, a, and see how, see how my arm length changes, nothing changes, it stays the same, which is what everybody expects. If I check that, that's fine. But if I check, you know, the, I check my gut, it's good. If I check my, you know, uh, my, that's good. And I check my teeth, it's good. But if I check my adrenals, my, my arm length would, would change. 
So my arm length will change. And so I, I use that to sort of see people, people like, well, you didn't change. It's like, well, you, did you see me change my arm? I, I didn't change my arm. My body, my arm length actually changed. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's, it's like, it's a connective tissue test. And so when people can see that, you know, I try to show it to them because if they see it, they're like, well, I see it. You know, I, I can't, and it's like, I, I can only explain it by what's happening. I can't give you the specifics of it, but you can see the change. And, you know, I, this is what you, this is what you're there. And now I will show it on you. So I use myself as the, as an example first. And if they can, if, if the people can see that visually, then they're like, well, I, I, I he's, he seems a reasonable guy. He know he's like, he seems like he knows what he's talking about there. And he's, he's showing it to me and this is what I get. And so when, once they see it visually, then, then I sort of, when I examine them, they're like, well, yeah, I, I see how that works. And so let's see where it goes. And whether people, people have to decide whether they're open to that or they're like, it's, this is so different from what I would expect that I can't, I can't even deal with it. And it's like, and, and unfortunately, if they're not open to that, it really, it, it would still work on them, but they have to, they have to trust what it shows. You can use laboratory tests to confirm on top of it too, of course, but still you have to sort of like, you know, you have to sort of like, you have to believe what that 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 that, that, that this is a real methodology. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, very much so. So in um, in all of this work, do you also utilize supplements with patients? Well, yeah, I use supplements a lot. I mean, I I, I do a lot with uh, genetics. Um, I I study with under functional genomics with uh, uh, with Dr. Bob Miller, and so that would give me a really good uh, firm background in terms of genetics. And I've been working with genetics for multiple years, ever since, you know, Dr. Ben Lynch. So I've, I've been doing that many, many years. And so, so the, when I could use the, the supplements with my knowledge of genetics and my, and the bioenergetics, it's a, it's a great combination because everything, every, every piece of thing that I, that I know adds to the previous thing I know so that I can use it, use it better. Um, because I can use the bioenergetics to check whether the supplement I'm, I'm suggesting would test well. And it's not 100%, but still it's better than like I have a, if it tests well, better, better energetically wise, there's a better chance that it would work. So mm-hmm. it's, 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 yeah, it, it, it's good. It's good. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. I studied with Bob years ago myself and what a, what a delightful man. Um, I use genetics in my, in my testing as well. And um, what I love about the company that I'm using is food first is sort of their model. And okay. so they really try to look at, you know, what particular foods hmm. should someone be eating? Um, and then they also get into also, you know, the supplements and things of that nature and ranking it, obviously, in terms of what's the order of priority, because you can't treat everything all at one time. So no, no, you cannot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say that um, we're really struggling with a lot of immune dysfunction. Obviously, you know, this COVID thing has certainly created a lot of that. Um and more and more in my practice, I'm seeing people with allergies and skin reactivity and things like that as a result of pollutants and overuse of antibiotics and things of that nature. So it's a complicated time. Well, I mean, I, I see that quite often. I, I think based on the, the model I have in this, like, I think the main issue for most people who have immune issues, I mean, it's, it's, it is, of course, multifactorial, but I would think the environmental toxicity is a factor. And I think a lot of people who have uh, who have immune issues, whether it be cancer or, or COVID or anything else going on there, they're, they're sensitive to the environment, meaning that, you know, our environment is, uh, is, is more polluted than we would want to, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And you know, a certain population, 20, maybe 20%, 30% of the population is, 
more sensitive environment in that they do not have the glutathione, which, um, which sort of detoxifies the person. And so the, the glutathione is also affects the, uh, is a detoxifier, but it is also a, a part of the immune system. And so if they have a problem with toxicity, then they develop food intolerances, they develop allergies, and then they develop other infections because that glutathione thing is going down. And so then they have, they have immune issues and toxicity issues. And they're, they're both, there's they're two sides of one coin. And either, either one of those issues, it's going to show, it's going to show up and it's going to show up with more chronic illness, basically. So. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Yes. Wow. This has been really, really fascinating. So where do you see whole healthcare going at this point in time? Do you have any, uh, any thoughts on that? Well, I have my, I have my hopes. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, I mean, a Cleveland clinic has uh, done some studies with functional medicine, um, mm-hmm. um, which is, um, and I think that hopefully things will get they'll get better for whole healthcare because I think that's the way it should go. I mean, I, when I see people and I can get people better that have not got better other ways, we, we know the model works. We know our bodies are all connected. They're not off. Like, you know, you don't have a, you don't have a, I mean, your, your head is connected to your gut. You know, your, 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 your nerve system is connected to your endocrine system. Everything is connected and to treat them singly, you can do that, but you, you need, then you need coordination. And then that takes a lot of work to coordination. But so as an integrative doctor, sort of seeing everything at one time and realizing the connection between all the different systems, and you can try to take care and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not be as good as specialists because they do one thing really, really well. But if I do multiple things in a reasonable level, I can get pretty well because most people have just, you know, they don't have one disease or one specific issue. They have they have multiple things off in different areas and the, the, all those things contribute to where they are at this point there, so. Sure, sure, no, I, I absolutely agree. It's unfortunate that, um, you know, our insurance system is not set up to support a lot of these integrative uh, techniques, but um, I really value the fact that you try to keep things as low cost as you can. I try to do the same thing in my own, in my own practice. It's like, which tests do I wanna do and how much of that really goes according to really listening to their story? I think that's that's a huge part, and it's also a huge part of the healing process is just having somebody that is listening to your story. So, right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah. Great. 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 So, what three tips do you have to offer people in this confusing world? In terms of how to better take care of themselves. Yeah. Um, I I think for themselves, I would I would sort of say is you have to be your own advocate. That, that part, I would say, I mean, you, you have to be assertive about your rights there. And, you know, I, I, I've had my own family members who, uh, based on our uh, culture, would listen to authority too much and it went against them. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to be your own advocate. I'm not saying you, you just have to be assertive. You can't be, you can't be, I'm not saying be aggressive, don't be submissive, but you have to be just the right level of assertiveness. Know that you're, the, you're your best advocate for yourself. And, you know, I mean, your doctor may be caring for you. But you should care more about your health than the doctor, because otherwise something's off. Mm-hmm. Like that, so. um, and I would sort of say, you take care of yourself. You know, we, we go for the we, we go for very do a lot of expensive things, you know, do a lot of different, you know, eat right and stuff. But you have, you have to take care of the basics. You know, you have to you have to eat right. You have to sleep right. You should exercise. I mean, take care of the basics, you know, and, and that, that that's I think that that's uh, that, that will be my number two. And I think you have to take care of your emotional health. I think that's part is a kind of a 
people um, don't see that there. And the more I do what I do, it's like, you know, everything, everybody may be, every part of their body may be okay. But the main issue, one issue they have, the, one issue they haven't addressed is they're not feeling right. You know, either the family situation is not right or relationships are not doing right. And, they, and, and, and it's like, well, okay, well, that's, that's a separate issue. That doesn't mean anything. Well, no, that is part of the issue because your mind affects your body, right? And if you're, if you're not feeling well mentally, you know, your, your system is not gonna be working at the optimum. You're, you have mental stress and that's gonna cause the, the body not to work as well as it should be there. So. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's really great. Thank you so much. And for also for sharing your wisdom. So how can people get in touch with you? People wanna do any uh, consultations? Yeah, and so I, I do consultations for California, Massachusetts, and I also, do, but in, in, other, in other states, I also have educator license, so they can see me as an educator, but not mm -hmm. as a physician. I mean, I can't order lab tests and, and medications there, but they can go to my website. My website is uh, 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 com, www.drrichardchen.com. Mm -hmm. um, and then for there, they can either, you know, either contact me uh, on, on the contact box, or they can set up a 15 minute free control, uh, intro appointment or, or book an appointment, whatever they want to do. Sure. And you also recently wrote a book. So tell us a little bit about your book before we close off today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for mentioning that there. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm almost done getting the print version published too. But I think right now, so I have, it's an Amazon uh, Kindle book. It's called A New Way to Health, Wheel of Health. And it basically describes the methodology I, I developed over the last uh, a year or two, which explains why people have got chronic diseases. And so when I talk about chronic disease, I'm talking about, you know, anything, you know, it could be fatigue for tired forever, or they could have issues in terms of, you know, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, they have Lyme disease mold, and I use that same model to treat all of them. And so I sort of give stories of how people I've treated and how they're doing. Um, and then while that why I do that, I also explain the different tools I have in my toolbox. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. I can't wait for your uh, paperback version or your hardcover version to come to uh, fruition. That'll be awesome. <laughs> great, great, great. Awesome. So and if you like this podcast, please rate, review and share with your friends, family and coworkers. I'm on a mission to change the current paradigm of healthcare and mental health care. And you can find me at juliefreeman.net on Instagram at juliefreemanmindfulwellness YouTube at Julie Freeman Functional Medicine La Jolla. Until next time, thank you so much.